0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of You Want to Do What? Today we've got Jamie Riley on and he's a digital marketing assistant. Hi Jamie.
1: hi how's it going? Good, mate. You yeah, not too bad, thank you.
0: Fantastic. Um Jamie, should we jump straight in and do you want to tell everyone a bit about what you do?
1: Yep, okay. So I'm Jamie. I'm a 18-year-old digital marketing apprentice based in Southampton. Um, I started an apprenticeship in digital marketing with a local agency here in Southampton back in September of last year. So really spending the time to learn a lot more about the marketing industry and uh, discover my passions.
0: This is perfect because, I mean, we we talk about this all the time on the podcast, universes, apprenticeships, and should you go? What should you do? I mean, it's Mm. different for a lot of different industries. But before we get into that, let's talk about why marketing? What made you want to go into it?
1: Wow. Okay. So I did some work experience at school, funnily enough. I didn't, you know, when you're in school and you have to do a week's work experience as part of like the curriculum. Um, Funny enough,
2: I've got a load of those coming around my office at the moment yeah
1: <laughs> <Swamped>. <laughs> yeah it's a great opportunity I think to discover your passions and I found it worked for me so I did a week's work experience with the uh, with another agency here in Southampton and uh I really liked it I really liked the social media aspect I'm very much nerdy I love my technology I've got a nice fancy computer you know I spend most of my time on technology and um I've always wanted a career within that in some way so Really trying to identify where i wanted to go originally i thought i wanted to do like game development um because i'm very big on my gaming and stuff like that but thought it was a bit too technical for me so i got introduced to digital marketing um a, a mutual uh, friend um basically ran a, a digital marketing agency so went down there did a, did a week's work experience and i loved it loved every single second of it and i found that you know despite i was quite young at the time fair enough but I was like learning things quite quickly and picking things up and really it kind of the, the drive and the passion kind of bloomed from there and I was kind of kind of left that that work experience thinking okay well and what next so searching for a lot of opportunities in marketing and and uh, came across a, a kind of second internship it was voluntary through another uh, mutual friend that run that was running a small agency I mean I grew up in Somerset so, uh, I volunteered at, at their agency for a while. I did that for about seven, eight months, just doing it unpaid alongside college at the time. And yeah, I just, I, I loved it. And I think it's one thing to, to work and just do something for the sake of money. But I think it's another thing when you really, really enjoy what you're doing and you're driven to do it. So that's kind of where the passion started. I think.
0: I mean, that's everyone's goal, right? To find something that you would do, even if you didn't get paid, we won't mm-hmm. tell our bosses that, but that's what we want.
1: <laughs> yeah. Very true. <laughs>
0: um, so I'm interested to hear as to why you chose an apprenticeship because, I mean, all the people we've spoken to in marketing have actually said that's the best route. In in their opinion, I think 99% of them have said, look, I'd go down the apprenticeship route or the internship route. What made you choose the apprenticeship over maybe a marketing degree?
1: Okay, so I finished college. Um, Like I say, I I was living in Somerset at the time. Um, I was kind of looking for the next step. So I knew I wanted to move to Southampton. I have family up here. And uh, so I was going to move. I didn't really have any job prospects. I'd been working at Marks and Spencers for like two years and selling, you know, underwear to old women. <laughs> Not really my passion. Um, so I did that, and and I was looking for the next steps really. And I knew I wanted to get into marketing, but um, kind of couldn't really find a way to get my foot in the door. So um, I got introduced to to the directors of Mitchell and Stones, the agency I work for, uh, Josh and Chris, and they said they'd sit down and have a little like chat with me about sort of what I want to do in my future. So bearing in mind, at this time, I wasn't really aware I was going for an apprenticeship. I wasn't planning for an apprenticeship. I was kind of just looking to get my foot in the door somehow. So, I spoke to them, and they were really impressed by sort of my passions and the things I was driven by. Um, they didn't actually have a role open, but they created an apprenticeship role for me uh, because they wanted to get me on and, and invest in me. So, as as unexpected as it was, it was like a perfect opportunity for me to a earn a bit of money whilst I move out, and also just to like get my foot in the door to the industry. So, I think. I chose an apprenticeship over a degree i mean i didn't necessarily choose it on purpose as such but it's a great way to get your foot in the door to an industry without spending a lot of time and money i mean i've never been the most academically inclined person um and university to me seemed like a bit of a waste of time i mean there's a place for university for everyone right there's 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 a reason for, that people go to university for different careers and stuff like that but in my personal opinion the learning that i get on a day-to-day basis and the experiences that i have are so much more valuable than sitting in like a class or, or studying or whatever. So I definitely think that for young people that are looking to get their foot into the door to like a difficult industry, I think apprenticeship is definitely the way forward uh, because you're earning and you're, and you're basically doing it already. You know, you're priming yourself for a career and, and hopefully, in, you know, in quite a few of the cases that I know, including my case, there's a chance for a full-time job at the end of it. So, you know, you train yourself up, and then you're already there in that position anyway. So super valuable, super valuable experience.
2: Yeah, certainly. Um, for you, though, what what does this imp- apprenticeship entail? What does it include? What sort of things you have to do day to day? And how does the apprenticeship, I suppose, sort of differ from just a full-time job there? Okay, so in my apprenticeship the apprenticeship title is is a junior content
1: producer this actually um kicked off another thing which is a podcast that we run called the jcp podcast which is like an abbreviation but i'll talk about that more later so in the junior content producer apprenticeship it's essentially in the name you know what the main focus is content production right so um within my role and within my apprenticeship i do a lot of social media management um the agency I work for and stones, you work with like a range of different clients. We're essentially an outsourced marketing department. So the way that we work is we plug into businesses and kind of act as their marketing function, which I think is pretty cool. Um, so I get lots of different experience um, working on a range of different clients in a range of different industries. So that's like my main focus is that social media management and content production. And when I want to talk about content production, it's a very, very broad term, right? It's not just social media. It also comes into like videography and photography and, and audio stuff and and blog writing, copywriting, email campaigns. There's so many different things that I do on a daily basis. Like I'm not, I think one of my biggest concerns when I dove into an apprenticeship was a bit like, okay, I'm going to do the basics and, and kind of just learn a little bit and do a bit of this, a bit of that. And, you know, realistically that can get quite monotonous. So I wanted an apprenticeship and, and a role where I can, consistently develop so obviously started out with a bit of social media management and then did a bit of copywriting a bit of blog writing I actually wrote my own blog um, for a while and then dived into email marketing so like email campaigns and things like that um, and now I do so much within my role like I, I do SEO I'm diving into the world of personal branding that's something I'm really passionate about um, no two days are the same so that that like I say this content production term is a very broad term And you can kind of have your your fingers in in a lot of different pies within a role like this because, you know, you can kind of stretch your your development out over all these different services. Um,
0: That's exactly why we advocate for apprenticeships, because Mm -hmm. exactly what you've just explained, right? If you go and do maybe a marketing degree, let's just say, or you go into a certain job role, your experience is only going to be it's very restricted whereas what you're doing is you're trying all these different bits and over the next i don't know how long your apprenticeship is, is it two years or three years um yes yeah,
1: but about a year and a half i think
0: yeah so you'll get to try all these different bits and then you go you might go oh actually at the end of this i really enjoy this specific part or i want to you know go further down the rabbit hole on this bit and i want to learn more about this bit whereas you don't get that experience unless you do a scheme like you're on
1: exactly yeah 100 percent. and i'm definitely working on identifying these passions i mean you know like i say i started the apprenticeship in september last year and i'm due to finish it sort of end of this year and i spent a lot of the time kind of trying out a lot of different things and identifying the passion and i very much found that passion for personal branding and things like that so like on my linkedin for example i've been loving posting on there and people find a value in that and there's something i really enjoy about writing from like a personal perspective and like using like a humanized approach so i think definitely that's kind of the route forward for me um so like you say it's definitely it's definitely important to to mm-hmm. try out all these different um, sort of fields within within a certain industry and people that kind of get fit into a job role after a degree don't necessarily get the opportunity to do that so that's why i think apprenticeships are so valuable
0: and they're a lot older you know you mm-hmm. forget you you know you're 18 so yeah. over the next four years while everyone's at university think of the different things you can try and, and and learn and you could even do two or three or four really in-depth things over those mm-hmm. years and these people are only just getting in and only just finding their feet that that's why i think for me marketing it just doesn't make sense to degree personally mm-hmm. i think what you're doing anyone listening to this that would be my advice and just from all the people we've spoken to um that seems to be the way to go yeah definitely Um, now with your LinkedIn I actually do want to mention that because that's how we found you Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Um, you know you've got you've got like two and a half thousand followers on on LinkedIn you're posting about apprenticeships about marketing it's such a valuable tool isn't it and you know how much value are you getting from it
1: incredible amounts of value I mean um, within Mitch and Stones and we're kind of pushed to to do LinkedIn posts every week because kind of as a company we identify the value in it but you know, I've been playing around with a lot of different posting types. I kind of spent the first six or so months of my apprenticeship just doing a few posts every week, just because you know it's nice to have have it on there. And then I started seeing, you know, personal branding come up a lot on my LinkedIn, on my feed, and stuff. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to learn a bit more about this. So, fast forward to like maybe two months ago, I was like, you know what, I'm going to go all in on this. I'm going to post five, six days a week. I'm going to come up with a really good niche. I'm going to talk to young people and and push them to be outspoken in a professional space. I'm going to push them to create a personal brand. So I started doing that. And immediately the the sort of value I found was ridiculous. You know, my, my audience size has tripled. Um, I mean, I was looking at my analytics the other day and half a million people have seen my posts in the last two weeks. Wow. And can you imagine if half a million people have stood in front of you in a field or something like that? Like that is absolutely ridiculous in itself. Um, and I think one of the biggest things I've realized through LinkedIn is that Really, you can start a conversation with anyone. So, if I think of an example, um, there's there's a, there's a guy called Ash Jones who runs a company called Great Influence. Really great guy. He's he's he works with some crazy influential people, and he reached out to me because he saw my LinkedIn post, and we started a conversation. And um, like I said previously, me, me and two of my colleagues who are also apprentices, uh, apprentices, sorry, run a podcast called the JCP Podcast, where it's all about like breaking stereotypes and apprentices, right? And ash was was very much in my mind like this unreachable person you know he works with all these big wig names and stuff like that and we managed to get him on the podcast as a result of me posting on linkedin so i think you come to realize that you can truly be an authority from any age as long as you put the work in and that that in itself is insane
0: and what you're doing as well you're 18 and you've got this you know this audience already on a business platform wherever you go within the world of marketing your future employers are going to find value in that. Mm. So you know, it's not only just about building your personal brand; it's also you're adding value to any potential future employment or current employment anyway. You know, it's 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 a massive tool for. And like you say, any young person that sort of link looks at LinkedIn and thinks, "Oh, what's that? You know, that what's the point in using that?" Just do it because you can get job offers in your mm. inbox just because you've been posting. So it's well worth it.
1: Yeah. It definitely allows you to like prime for your future, but then your career. I mean, I've had people inquiring to me about like services and, and personal branding and things like that. And for an 18 year old to receive that and to be getting that scale of inquiry is, is crazy. Like it's, it's awesome to see now that I have this sort of pathway and I have options and I've kind of opened those doors myself. And that in itself is an immensely powerful feeling.
2: View would be some of the, uh, most critical personality traits um, or that you see in yourself that you think have really helped you get to where you are?
1: Definitely. Don't be afraid to be outspoken. I think that it's quite easy to feel a lot of like imposter syndrome and like head trash surrounding like, Oh, I'm like too young. I don't have enough experience. People aren't going to listen to me and all these other people around me are so much better than I am. That's a load of rubbish, right? If you have strong opinions and you know, strong knowledge share it with the world you know like i think of an example i did a linkedin post the other day about like tattoos in the workplace quite a controversial subject in itself and people obviously have different opinions on it but something i feel really passionate about you know i love tattoos and, and you know that's how i express myself is through that and i put the post out and immediately there's loads and loads of people that were agreeing and it's like hold on a minute you know in my mind i was like should I really be posting this? Like, is this going to cause a stir? But you realize that how many people actually agree and and you realize that there is an audience out there for your opinion, no matter what that opinion may be. So definitely don't be afraid to be outspoken is one thing. And also just don't be afraid to like make changes in things that you feel you should change. So think of an example like, Within my work, you know, there's processes within the business that I look at as a young mind and think, okay, no, maybe this could be different. Maybe this could be modernized. Don't be afraid to like speak up and be like, okay, this is what I think. Because, like I say, you can kind of get caught up in this belief that you don't know enough, but there's no such thing. You know, people only know different to you. They don't know more than you. They don't know less than you. They just know different to you. And I think that you need to work alongside those people to build their knowledge on the subjects that you're good at and vice versa. So definitely don't be afraid to like make change, create change, um, provide feedback, fearless feedback, as we call it. And yeah, it just goes back to the whole thing of being outspoken.
0: I think that's really a viable trait to have for for anyone that's young and looking to boost their career. Mm. And for you, what's been the biggest positive so far working in the industry?
1: I think definitely that um working in the industry the biggest positive for me is like meeting all of the people with different opinions and meeting all the people with different interests and sort of when you start conversations with people within the industry you realize that there's so many other creative brains and w- when you work in the marketing industry you know most of the time people that work in the marketing marketing industry bloody love it you know what i mean so <laughs> you get to talk to all of these other people with the same sort of mindset as you, you get to share ideas, you get to think of things in a creative way. And as a creative person myself has a huge positive because I need to bounce my ideas off of others and it's nice to create conversations. So I think marketing, the marketing bubble in itself, I guess, um, is very much like it thrives on creativity, it thrives on feedback and it thrives on conversation and networking And and I absolutely love that.
2: Obviously very passionate and uh, love the industry you're in. However, we all know there's uh, the other side of it. What are maybe some of the um, less favorable aspects of this industry you've found over the years? Um, So far, really,
1: Um, I think some of the struggles that I've had have come down to, um, you know, it goes back to me saying, you know, it's all good, like, dipping your fingers in all the different pies and picking up a lot of different knowledge. But I think that sometimes it can all be quite overwhelming because there's a lot of different sort of parts to marketing there's a lot of different activities that go on within a marketing function um so really it can be quite overwhelming and quite stressful to to almost feel like you have to juggle them at times um and i think that the way to sort of reduce that feeling and something that i'm working on myself is to not think that you have to be an expert in every single thing within your industry because that's sort of the mindset that we're kind of growing up to have is that like you know to be the best you must be the best at everything but that's not the case um, really it just comes down to finding the things that you're truly passionate about and sort of balancing out your capacity so that you can really focus on these things that you really like and you know the other things that you don't like so much don't think that you have to cram it all in um because if you're trying to kind of you know hold up all these plates at once that's when the 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 burnout comes that's when the stress comes so really just capacity management time management some of the most important things to sort of combat that
0: and you mentioned your podcast that you guys have got. Do you want to tell us a little bit more about that and how that will sort of come about?
1: Yeah, okay. So the JCP podcast started up um, earlier this year. Um, essentially, uh, Josh and Chris, the directors of and Michelin Stones, have their own podcast called the Break the Mold podcast, where they talk to um, like founders and CEOs around, around the Hampshire area and stuff like that. And, it, you know, I was watching it quite a bit and thought, you know, that's really cool. Um, I'm interested in kind of finding out more about other people and stuff like that so i sat down with uh, my two colleagues aisha and callum um, who are also fellow apprentices are on the same apprenticeship program as me and i said you know let's start a podcast let's do it let's let's talk to other apprentices let's talk to um, influential people in the space and and get their opinions on, on apprenticeships and advice to young people so we kick-started it off and started off just kind of the three of us talking really awkwardly and, and uncontrollably laughing at certain points I'm sure you've had your fair share of that over over the time that you've been running this podcast I um, surely have. yeah um, it's definitely a bit awkward uh, I think when you first start out when you're not really used to it um, so we kind of kicked it off and you know it had a few hundred views and that was really great and god my mum bless her she was my biggest fan on that she's like oh JB, you're on you're on the telly and everything and that was, that was really sweet um, so we kind of just kept doing episodes and we started getting inquiries for like coming on the podcast um through through my linkedin um so that kind of added i think a lot of value uh, by having other apprentices and having other guests on there to kind of share their experience obviously we had ash on which in itself is incredible and um just yesterday we filmed another episode with a with a fellow junior content producer apprentice and i think that is so great that you know as as young people and as apprentices we can come together to break down the stereotypes on, on apprentices because that was sort of my main passion when starting the podcast was like, there's so many stereotypes surrounding apprentices that you know we, we just make cups of tea and we just get jokes played on, us all, played on us all the time and we get out of bed late and we're lazy and we don't give a crap. It's not true. Um, so kind of what I wanted to do was again, be outspoken in a sense and be like, look, you know, this is what us as apprentices really do. This is what we care about. This is what we want to do with our careers. Um, come and sit down and have a listen to what we have to say so that's kind of how it was born
0: I love it I think it's a great idea and like you say there is a stereotype for apprentices and you know actually having people on and talking about it's a great idea Um, Mm. and if you could give young people that maybe are going down the apprenticeship route a bit of advice you know how can they make themselves more attractive to potential employers on the apprenticeship schemes what would be your sort of number one or or two bits of advice? Um,
1: Number one Definitely, if you want to look more appealing to employers, um, apprenticeship providers, go on LinkedIn um, is one thing. Build that personal brand like as early as you can, right? Because I think the age limit for LinkedIn is like 16 or something. I'm not 100% sure. Don't quote me on that. But I think learning about personal branding and not just personal branding, but like how to position yourself as like an authority in the space from a really young age is super valuable. Because if I had started my personal branding, you know, back when I was in college when I first created the account if I started posting regularly then you know the value I'd I'd find at 18 would be absolutely ridiculous in the same way that two years down the line for me it may look a lot different so definitely start young Um, don't be afraid to start young I think there's a bit of a stigma around like you know acting professional and being mature when you're young because you know especially when you're like in college or you're leaving college you can be like quite you can feel quite pressured by like friends like oh like that's embarrassing that you posted that like i post photos of me when i was like a a, a, like seven years old on my linkedin and like funny (laughs) photos and that that you know when i was in college or whatever i would have really cared about but you kind of got to scrap that mentality and think you know um let's start this off young i think that one of the things that kind of helps when you're looking for apprenticeships as well is like positioning yourself as like mature as well as a big thing um i think stereotypically when people look at me as an 18 year old, um, you know, just, a just a lad, I guess from Southampton or whatever, they kind of look at me and think, oh, you know, he goes out clubbing all the time and he doesn't care and whatever. But if you position yourself as like mature and willing to learn that in itself puts you ahead of the rest, because if you have that mindset, you know, 17, 18 years old, um, they're more likely to take the time to invest in you rather than looking at maybe a 25 plus year old. So, um, Kickstart your personal branding young, definitely be mature. Um, and just keep your options open as well. I think that um I'm still discovering what I want to do with my future. I still still trying to work it out. It's okay not to know. Um, don't kind of attack your own head and think, oh yeah, I like need to prep and I need to know hundred percent right now. Because you don't keep your options open. Um, look at different types of apprenticeships um it's okay to start one thing and realize you don't like it and and try something else take the time to discover I think will be the the key thing that I say because you know whilst you're taking the time to discover through an apprenticeship through learning on the job there's other people that are just sat in uni for three four years so take this time to get ahead take this time to level up um and go from there really
2: and uh, if you go back again would you still go down the apprenticeship route
1: yeah yeah definitely I think that um if I had the knowledge um, of the value of apprenticeships, I probably would have chosen it just outright, rather than it kind of coming to me a bit unexpected. Um, because in my head originally, the, the whole thing was that like you do an apprenticeship alongside college. I never thought about, OK, I could do an apprenticeship after college. That was never really something that crossed my mind. Um, but definitely, yeah, I'd go back and do it all again. And, and I see so much value in it now. And kind of how far it's gotten me has been crazy. So.
0: Well, Jamie, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. Thank you for sharing your uh, journey so far and love your passion for apprenticeships. Um, and thank you for taking the time. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's been really nice chatting. I appreciate it.
2: Thank you, Jamie. Uh, where can people find you and find your podcast and anything else you are up to?
1: Yep. So you can find and follow my journey on LinkedIn. Uh, it's just Jamie Riley um if you want to watch the jcp podcast check it out it'll be on the and stones youtube channel as well so feel free to have a little watch and dive a bit deeper into the world of apprenticeships
0: brilliant thanks Jamie.
1: thanks so much take care